You are listening to the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. My name is Brandon Bowers. I am a doctor of physical therapy, currently practicing in Columbus, Ohio, and alongside me for this podcast series is doctor of physical therapy, Drew Ingalls. He is also a physical therapist practicing up in the uh, state of Michigan. So we're here to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis, talking all things Major League Baseball injuries. I'm going to toss things over to Drew here, and he's going to tell you a little about himself. I'll do the same for myself here in a little bit, and then we'll dive right in. As Brandon said, I'm a physical therapist up in Michigan, actually in Ohio too. So I, I crossed both state lines. Um, <clears throat> went to uh, school at the University of Toledo and uh, got the Doctor of Physical Therapy degree there. Currently, I'm working in a outpatient orthopedic clinic where I work with a variety of athletes ranging from high school to collegiate and then um, some lower level professional teams. Thanks, Drew. Um, I also went to the University of Toledo. Drew and I actually were classmates when we were obtaining our doctorates in physical therapy. Um, I'm down here in Columbus. I'm with Athletico Physical Therapy. And again, I I see a lot of athletes ranging uh, from the high school level through the collegiate level and some uh, low-level professional athletes as well. So uh, we're going to get in here. We're going to dive right in. The way we're going to kind of do this leading up to spring training is we're going to do the podcast every couple weeks. And each week, we're going to look at two divisions in the MLB, we're going to start with both the both the American League East and the National League East this week, and we're going to kind of highlight the the big time injuries from last season and in the off season for the key players for each of these teams, and then uh, we'll go from there. So we're going to start things off here. I'm going to again pass this back off to Drew. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to start with the Baltimore Orioles and dive in and talk a little bit about Zach Britton. Yeah, so starting AL East, uh, Baltimore is just outside the playoffs last year, and uh, we're talking about Zach Britton, the closer for the team. He uh, he was pretty injury-plagued throughout the whole season. Uh, he had an issue with um, his uh, his knee. He had a sprained MCL towards the end of the season. He had a, a PRP injection for that. Earlier in the year, he had a, a forearm strain that really uh, plagued him for, for uh, a long portion of the, the season. Um, injured his Achilles in the offseason working out uh, in December, had it repaired. That's usually about a four to six month rehab process. Uh, so we're looking at him to come back middle of June, late June. Um, with with athletes, it might be a little bit earlier, maybe uh, around that four month range. So so maybe earlier in June. Regardless, uh, it's going to be Brad Bach filling in. Um, and he did pretty well last year. Uh, Zach, he uh, he was limited to uh, 38 appearances last year. He had 15 saves with a uh, 2.89 ERA. Assuming that the forearm is going to be good from uh, the previous season, he should come back to his normal form. Uh, previous three years, he had on average 68 appearances, 40 saves, a 1.37 ERA. I, I would assume that he would bounce back to that form uh, later. Um, uh, around uh, later in the year, around June, uh, late June. Yeah, and I mean, w- with Zach Britton here, Drew, I mean, he's he's one of the best closers in all of baseball. So this has the, the potential to be a big loss for the Orioles here for a little bit as the season gets started. So what kind of things are you looking for when he's coming back, trying to get back to baseball activities? Well, it was the, uh, I believe there's a plant leg for him. So 
he's going to be requiring a lot of force going through that uh, gastroc, uh, gastrocnemius. That's the, uh, the Achilles, I mean, essentially the Achilles uh, insertion there. Um, I, I haven't seen any, any updates if he's, if he's um, getting back towards uh, jogging. It's still early from that respect, but I think we're going to get some updates in the next two or three months when uh, pitchers and catchers uh, report to spring training. And uh, I think we'll probably have some more news uh, in, in about a month or so. Cool. All right. We're going to jump on over here to uh, the Boston Red Sox and Dustin Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia. Um, he had a cartilage repair in his knee in late October. Uh, he, he was recently, this week, he was cleared to return to running. Um, I know he had dealt with meniscus issues in the past, and that's kind of that cartilage that s- serves kind of as a shock absorber that's located in the knee between the thigh bone and the shin bone. Um, originally, when he had this cartilage, cartilage repair done, he was given a seven-month return-to-play timetable. Uh, and they're saying, that, I mean, the team's saying that it's possible uh, that he returns for opening day, uh, but not all that likely. Uh, he really had a rough way to go last year in 2016. He had two trips to the, to the disabled list with this same uh, knee issue. Uh, and so for Pedroia to come back, he can definitely come back and, and function at his pre-injury level, uh, being that he is having some meniscus issues. He can expect, even after his baseball career, to have some arthritis potentially develop in that knee. Um, he, he's getting kind of towards the later stage of his career, so it may take him a little bit longer to bounce back. But uh, definitely good news for for uh, Dustin Pedroia, the second baseman for the Red Sox, that he has been cleared to return to that running. All right, we're gonna he, jump on. He's one here. of their. I was Go just ahead, gonna Drew. say he's uh he's one of their gritty guys, so he uh he makes a big difference in that lineup when he's in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's one of those emotional leaders on the team too. I mean, he he's been around. He he's one of the veteran guys that they got there for the Red Sox. So uh, definitely a guy you want to have in your clubhouse that can kind of lead you on and off the field. So. Um, another guy similar to Britton, who's going to be out for the Orioles. Another guy who who's a key clubhouse guy too. Uh, that, that that I'm sure the Red Sox will miss until he returns. For sure. All right, taking a look at the New York Yankees and uh, their superstar rookie from last season, Aaron Judge. He had a shoulder scope this offseason to remove a loose body in his shoulder. And essentially, what that loose body is is it's a piece of cartilage or bone that's floating around essentially inside the joint. Um, and he also had some what we call articular cartilage cleanup. So you have some cartilage on the on the ends of the bones there that help to make the joint. Uh, that can get roughened up a little bit when you do have that loose body floating around. So he had that cleanup performed on November 20th. Uh, the Yankees are fully expecting him to be ready for spring training. I also believe it was his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, so I don't really anticipate any major issues here for Aaron Judge. Uh, Rehab is going to consist of uh, strengthening that rotator cuff, making sure he's got good overhead strength, ability to swing the bat. Um, but I anticipate as long as he doesn't hit any setbacks along the way that he should be all systems go come spring training and shouldn't have any issues here as we uh, roll into 2018. Yeah, the Yankees are going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you look at them too, they added Stanton this offseason too. So, I mean, they kind of got the two-headed – home run monster in judge and Stanton. So, I mean, they're going to, well, they're going to be a beast. Three with Gary. Gary yeah, Sanchez. I mean, Gary, Don't forget Gary Sanchez too. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be tough to take down. I mean, I'm partial to my Cleveland Indians, but I mean, it's going to be, and I mean, the Astros are looking good too. And we'll, we'll talk on them in the next few weeks, but I mean, it's going to be tough to come out of the American league, regardless of, of who advances. So why don't we uh, jump over here to the, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays drew, and we're going to dive in and talk a little, little bit about Tommy John surgery here. Yeah, we've got uh, Nathan Avaldi. 
He uh, he initially injured the elbow uh, towards the end of 2016 when he was uh, with the New York Yankees. He uh, injured in August, had surgery, missed all of 2017 um, with the Tampa Bay Rays. He made a couple rehab appearances in, in single A and triple A. He looked pretty good. Uh, this was back in September. He's going to look to compete for a spot in the rotation. He looks like he's going to be about the fourth pitcher uh, behind Chris Archer, Jake Ardozzi, and uh, Blake Snell. He, statistically wise, he was really good in 15. So we're looking two, three years ago. He was 14 and three, had about a four plus ERA. But uh, he he should be good to go going into this 2018 season with a full year rehab under his belt. And and like Brandon mentioned. Going to talk a little bit about the Tommy John. It's the uh, the the ligament in the elbow is the medial ulnar collateral ligament. You see it in I would say ninety percent of of if if you're if you're going to injure the 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 ligament in the Tommy John procedures performed is ninety percent going to be in in pitchers. It's due to repetitive strenuous physical activity, such as throwing a baseball. You know, upwards of ninety to one hundred miles an hour. Um, Oftentimes, uh, you'll see maybe a partial tear, and they might they might try to uh, you know heal it with a little bit of PRP rest. Um, sometimes you might see some some uh, maybe some proximal weakness, some some shoulder weakness, maybe some compensation down towards the elbow, leading to potentially some of these UCL uh, involvement tears uh, and, and possible the grade three tears that. Were, that do require surgery. Um, you're looking at the timeline for about about a full year to get back onto the mound. And uh, in in regards to Nathan Avaldi, he he went through that full year and and he's back in September throwing and he'll be ready for uh, 2018. Yeah, I mean, uh, just looking at some of the literature, Drew, here over the past couple of weeks uh, for this uh, Tommy John surgery, there was a study that was done in 2014, and of the uh, there are a total of 179 players with ulnar collateral ligament tears who underwent that reconstruction, um, and of those, there were 148, which was 83% that were able to return to play and pitch in Major League Baseball. So it, it's a pretty high return to play rate, and as Drew was saying, um, you should be good to go here for 2018. So it's something to keep an eye on. But as, again, as with all these injuries, as long as they don't have any setbacks, he should be good to go. Um, we're going to wrap up the AL East here, talking about the Blue Jays, uh, a little bit about Aaron Sanchez and Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah, so Aaron Sanchez, he uh, was dealing with a blister issue. I believe it was on his middle finger. And um, he tried to come back periodically throughout the season to to kind of test the blister test a finger and and it obviously didn't go so hot um he only started eight games this year uh he's really hampered by that blister in 2016 the year prior he was 15 and uh, 15 and 2 he had a 3.0 era i think that was the best in the eight in the al uh most up-to-date status with him he's currently throwing and he he uh, um, is looking good. So I, I would put him to be on track to start um, with no setbacks for the year in April. Well, late March, maybe. I'm not sure when they start. Uh, and then uh, <clears throat> at shortstop position, Troy Tulowitzki, 
he dealt with a uh, right hamstring for a little bit of the season, uh, uh, right hamstring strain, a, a groin issue. Uh, and then lastly, he uh, sprained his right ankle. This was late in July. It limited him to 66 games. He batted 250. Um, he's been hampered by injuries these past couple of years, uh, really limiting him uh, to what he he used to be. Uh, but the the Blue Jays have picked up uh, Aledmus Diaz. He was from the Cardinals, uh, so he might be uh, there. Might be a little competition at that shortstop position. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's one of those guys similar to Pedroia, who's been been around a little while, and um, he, he's been plagued with injuries here as of late. So we'll see how he bounces back again, getting towards the kind of tail end of his career. Um, if he's able to contribute at the level that we know he can, he, he's going to be fantastic for the Blue Jays. But another one of those guys that that uh, we'll have to see what he can bring to the table in 2018. Mm-hmm. All right, hopping over to the NL now. Again, looking at the National League Eastern Division, or East, yeah, Eastern Division. We're going to start with the Atlanta Braves. Um, Scott Casimir. Um, he was traded to the Braves back in uh, December as part of the Matt Kemp deal. Um, and he had dealt with a hip issue all of last season, it seemed like. And, I mean, there are all sorts of terms that were thrown around for an official diagnosis, but I don't, I don't think we got anything too specific. They, the, the team, when he was with the Dodgers, had mentioned hip tightness, hip soreness. Um, but a lot of the times with, with hip injuries, Drew, and I, I mean, you know this from your clinical practice, that usually the tightness or, or the soreness usually isn't, isn't the actual issue. There's usually something that's going on under underneath that, that is causing this hip tightness or hip soreness. So um, I hadn't Dude. seen anywhere if the Dodgers had mentioned um, a specific diagnosis, um, but hopefully with a full off season to recover and, and rehab, Casimir should be able to contribute uh, in 2018. But again, the Dodgers really didn't provide too much clarity as to what exactly was causing that tightness and that soreness for Casimir. Mm-hmm. Looking at another pitcher, different team, looking at the Mar- uh, Miami Marlins, we don't have a lot to talk about. I know there's not too many fantasy-relevant players um, on that team as they traded away uh, plenty during the offseason. But looking at uh, a pitcher, Wei Yin Chin, he uh, dealt with some left elbow irritation throughout um, the later part of the year. Um, there might have been a, a slight UCL tear. Uh, and they they treated that with PRP. He um, he looks to be uh, potentially the third starter behind uh, Dan Straley and, and Jose Urena. Um, he he does pretty well. I mean he uh, he usually is is kind of middle of the road with uh, uh, you know twelve thirteen wins, you know th- three four ERA. He uh, he should complement those two guys pretty well. He should be ready for the season. All right, we're going to take a look here at the New York Mets, which if F. Scott Field is listening to this podcast, I know uh, he's one of our team members at the Fantasy Doctors, and these are his guys. Uh, And I know he had a frustrating season last year with all the injuries to the pitching staff. So looking at Steven Matz here in the offseason, he had an ulnar nerve repositioning surgery. Uh, And so we're going to talk a little bit about what that is. So essentially, the ulnar nerve, if you ever hit your funny bone, that's the nerve that you kind of zing and you get those kind of numb and tingly symptoms down your arm. And sometimes for pitchers, where that nerve sits alongside the elbow can get a little irritated and cause cause pain and be symptomatic and cause trouble for pitchers. So essentially, 
what the surgery is designed to do is the doc will go in and kind of move that nerve and put it in a slightly different position so it doesn't cause that irritation and doesn't cause those symptoms for that pitcher so they can resume pitching at the level which they want to. Um, it's not as significant of a surgery as, as you would have with a Tommy John repairing that ulnar collateral ligament, but um, rehab is, is usually not too long. Uh, but Steven Matz should be good to go uh, for the start of 2018. They've got a, a new manager at the helm there and Mickey Calloway, who, who's fantastic with pitchers. So, Drew, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when we were prepping for this show that it'll be interesting to see uh, with, a, with a pitching guy at the helm for the Mets. If they can stay healthy, that's a, that's a rotation to look out for. Oh, for sure. They, they've dealt with a lot of issues this, these past couple of years with Harvey and Syndergaard and, and DeGrom. They've all seemed to have their fair share of, of injuries and some time on the DL. So if they can keep it together this year, similarly with, uh, you know, like the Houston Astros, it's a pretty deep um, uh, rotation. It should be fun to watch if they can stay healthy. All right, let's take a look at uh, David Wright, Drew. Yeah, David Wright, he's been injury plagued for the past three seasons. He uh, he sat out all of 2017 with a couple injuries. Uh, in 2016 and 2015, he was limited to 37 and 38 games. So uh, not a lot of baseball being played by David right now. He is uh, he's, he's he's 35 and uh, he's coming off of uh, two procedures in, in back to back months. He started off the season uh, dealing with some shoulder impingement. Uh, issues uh, couldn't quite get over that ended up having to uh, repair a, a torn rotator cuff and then uh, that was in September and then uh, in October he was dealing with some low back pain some some possible numbness and tingling ended up having a lumbar laminectomy and uh, so he's currently dealing with two issues right now he should be uh, he should be good to go uh, for for a return maybe late April, um, maybe around May. If you look at, at some of these, uh, some other athletes who've had a torn rotator cuff, you look at uh, Drew Brees in the past. I'm crossing over to uh, football right now. Drew Brees, uh, Cam Newton. And they look pretty good right now. I mean, they look good this whole season, arguably. I mean, Drew Brees was a couple years ago, granted, but Cam Newton this past year, he looks 100%. And I, I would expect the same for uh, David Wright. The lumbar laminectomy procedure uh, should have no issue, uh, should have no impact on this season. Uh, he should be he should be go, good to go earlier uh, in 2018. If not, you got Asdrubal Cabrera to, to, to fill in at third base. Sorry. Now, Drew, when we're considering an overhead athlete like a baseball player, can you talk a little bit about the importance of that rotator cuff and, and why it's a significant injury for an overhead athlete? Oh, I mean, it, uh, it it controls the the whole motion. If if you've got no eccentric control, it depends on which muscle that he tore. But uh, you got to have some uh, eccentric control for that arm motion. Uh, obviously, more so with pitchers with that rep- repetitive motion. But uh, coming in at third base, he's, he's got to have some velocity to to get some of those uh, you know speedy runners over in the NL. All right, uh, jumping over here to Ioannis Cespedes. 
Uh, last year, he dealt with a hamstring-type injury, uh, and, and he was dealing with a hamstring strain that really seemed to nag him over the course of the season. Now, when we're dealing with strain-type injuries, it's essentially an overstretch of the muscle. They're graded on a 1, 2, 3 scale. Grade 1 is the least severe with uh, just a slight overstretch of that muscle. When we're looking at a grade 2 injury, we're looking at a partial tearing of that muscle, and when we get all the way up to that grade 3 strain injury, that's a complete tear of the muscle. So uh, he was most likely dealing with a grade one or grade two injury here. Uh, hopefully with the full off season to recover, he should be good, be good to go for the start of 2018. Uh, the thing with hamstrings that we see all too often that um, if you don't rehab these things right and completely the first go around, there's, there's a high possibility being that it's a soft tissue structure that this thing happens again. So um, Cespedes has the potential to have a big year in 2018. And, and I anticipate, like I said, that he'll be good to go for the start of the season. Well, this is one of those injuries, Drew, that if he's not careful, he, this could linger and cause him trouble again next season. Yeah, you d- you're definitely concerned with uh, some of those soft tissue injuries. But, um, yeah, he's just got to manage it right. And if he does, he he should be good good to go. All right, we're going to head over to the Washington Nationals here next. Uh, and I believe this early injury was pretty early in the season, Drew. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Adam Eaton with that ACL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so early, early, eight, early in season. Right, yeah. So that, that happened at the very beginning of the season. He was expected to be a big contributor for Washington last year. Uh, essentially, that ACL, as I'm sure many of you know, is a very important structure in that knee. It prevents kind of forward motion of the shin bone on, on the thigh bone. Um, and, and so when you do have that tear um, and you're, you're a professional athlete, more, more than likely you're going to have to have that repaired. And so it was good news for him that, it occurred at the beginning of the season. Unfortunate that it even happened at all, but uh, he's progressing through the rehab process nicely. Uh, After surgery, he's getting back to some of those functional activities and he should be gearing up and getting ready to go here for the start of the season. One of those injuries that has a high return to play rate and a high um, ability for those players to get back to playing at the level that they did previously. So just keep an eye on things for Eden as, as the season's getting ready to gear up here and he, he should be good to contribute at a high level again here in 2018. For sure, and we got two more, two more guys that we're looking at with the uh, Washington Nationals. We got Daniel Murphy and uh, Bryce Harper. We'll start with Murphy. He had a uh, articular cartilage microfracture procedure. Uh, this was in late October. If you watch uh, the the last portion of the season for the Nats in, in September, he had to take a couple of games off and. And he tried to, uh, you know, make that knee feel a little bit better, jump forward to the playoffs. He didn't look so hot. He um, he batted uh, 211 in the five games that they played. He had a good final game, but uh, nonetheless, he didn't quite look the same. Opted to have surgery in October. And uh, um, from Twitter, previ- uh, most recently, Washington Nationals had their, uh, you know, fan get-together. And he was seen in crutches, so he was he's been non weight bearing for the past eight weeks. Basically, um, what happened is uh, the cartilage it covers the ends of uh, so it's going to cover the end of the femur, the thigh, going to cover the end of uh, the top portion of the tibia or your shin bone. And if there's some irritation, you can get um, essentially some some real painful motion every time that you bend your knee, um, and then with with weight bearing activities is going to be uh, even more uncomfortable. So um so they went in and repaired it. You want to be off of it for the you know eight 
around eight weeks. Uh, sometimes some of the docs might be a little more conservative than 10 weeks, but uh, he's in crutches right now. From from all reports, it sounds like he's going to be ready for the season. But if I if I had to guess, it might be a little bit later in April. There's uh, if we look at in, in some of the previous cases with this particular uh, procedure, Justin Turner, third baseman for the Dodgers, he had this back in 15, similar time frame, and he was back, good to go, opening day. So. If he uh, if he can follow that uh, uh, route for return to play, then then obviously that would be awesome. But uh, I'm a little hesitant right now, and uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see once spring training rolls around, see how he's progressing. Uh, his biggest issue is going to be dealing with some some um, probably residual soreness for the time being. Um, looking down at uh, uh, Bryce Harper. Um, He's dealing with a he was dealing with a bone bruise and a calf strain. He injured himself uh running uh through first base. It was a pretty nasty injury. It looked like it, it could have been a possible ACL PCL issue due to that hyperextension. And uh he obviously had to take some time on the DL and, and he did return for the playoffs. He didn't he didn't look didn't look that good. He only batted uh low two hundreds. With all guesstimates, he should be good to go for the uh, start of the 2018 season without any setbacks. Yeah, Drew, I remember when that injury happened to Harper and just seeing that video. I mean, it's hard to believe that he just came away with that bone bruise. But like you were saying, I mean, immediate concern for the ACL and the PCL. That that video just looked so nasty when he hit that hit first base and that knee just went into that extreme of that hyperextension. I mean, he, he definitely was very fortunate. It was just that bruise and that calf strain. Very fortunate. Very fortunate, you know. It's you're kind of on the uh, the opposite spectrum of the Adam Eaton injury. So you know, you know, Adam injured his earlier in the season. That rehab process took him all throughout, obviously the 2017 season. So he he would be back. But if he injured it back in uh, when he did, uh, we probably wouldn't be talking about him starting the 2018 season. So very fortunate, like you said. All right, uh, we've got no love here for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, really couldn't find any injuries of note. If if we missed any, you can certainly uh, get in contact with us via Twitter and, and, and let us know, and we can certainly include that in, on the next show. So that's going to do it. We've uh, gone through the AL East, the NL East, and hit on all the major injuries for each of the teams in each division. Um, again, we're here with the Fantasy Doctors on the first episode of the Major League Baseball podcast. We're going to be joining you again here in a few weeks, and we're going to dive in and check out the NL Central and the AL Central, again, highlighting the top injuries to all the top players and our expectations for those players uh, going into 2018. So, Drew, I'm going to toss it over to you. If you have any other final thoughts, then we'll wrap things up here and sign off. Oh, it was a fun first uh, podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next, uh, the next podcast because we get to highlight – our uh, favorite teams, yours being the Cleveland Indians and uh, mine being the uh, almighty Detroit Tigers. Perfect. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Again, uh, thanks to everybody here for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us, follow the Fantasy Doctors at the Fantasy DRS, myself at BL Bowers 12, and Drew at at Drew Ingles. Again, thanks for listening to the first episode and the first edition of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball podcast. We'll be back in just a few weeks detailing the NL and AL Central. Until then, we'll see you next time.